0: Good morning, good afternoon, good evening there gamers and fellow Clashers. How is everyone doing on this fine Tuesday? Uh, welcome back to yet another episode of Clashing in Traffic. My name is Catfish, I'm your host. Uh, hop on in, buckle up, and let's time to go play in some traffic. I want to thank you all for joining me on my commute off to work this morning. And uh, let's go ahead and talk about some things going on in Clash of Clans. Uh, this is the first week Of October 2021, uh, which means it is now CWL time, which is usually an extremely busy time of the Clash of Clans calendar for us, uh, especially those of us over in the Knights of Zion, where we are typically running two or three different clans, and then I've got accounts over in COTP plebs and all kinds of things going on. And this month is no different. The Knights of Zion, however, we're not actually running CWL on the Nice of Zion. We, a few weeks ago, started up a new clan called Gideon's Keep that we've been running 50v50 wars in. And we're trying to get that leveled up as quickly as possible. We're about halfway through clan level 4. So hopefully by the end of CWL, we will be up to clan level 5 and be able to enjoy some of those uh, extra perks. Because the not being able to have any, uh, any boost to the troops that are donated is... <laughs> it's been a struggle sometimes. Thankfully we have so many Town Hall 14s with maxed out labs that it really hasn't been that much of a struggle. But any bit of struggle, you know, we'd rather just not have to deal with it. So we're looking forward to getting the next clan perks as we come to the end of CWL. Now this was the first time that we have spun CWL with this clan. It's brand new, it's unranked, and what we were trying to do was have 30... Town Hall 14s and spin this clan into war, into CWL, and see what happened. Well, unfortunately, there were some events that occurred that prevented us from doing that. And one of those events is going to be the big topic today on, uh, on the podcast. And that has to do with account hacking and account recovery and what you can do to protect yourself from uh, getting accounts banned uh, whether it's permanent or temporary, uh, because something, one of those things happened, actually two of those things happened, and it is uh, kind of wreaked some havoc in our clan, um, just some minor stuff, but there were some other things that were going on. We had one of our top guys, who's usually with us in the Knights of Zion, helping us to get promoted, because uh, like, again, Champs 2 is where we're at with that clan, and one of our guys that helped us to reach that uh, is out for the next several weeks, um recovering from recovering from some surgery um and he's he's doing well hopefully uh we haven't heard from him much he's been just chilling out uh did get a, a message from big d that he's been texting with big d and saying that he's doing well and can't wait to get back to uh to clashing with us once he's all all better and recovered so uh we hope that, that he's doing well but though that's two accounts that we were that we were out uh and then one of our other guys who's actually he's one of our pro guys that um he is on the Clash Champs pro team with his main account and then sends two of his other Town Hall 14s to Knights of Zion, and that's uh, Jesse uh, Spoker. Uh, he he usually clashes with us, and dude ended up having to, I don't know if he had to work a double shift, but he ended up missing the spin, didn't get his accounts over to us in time, so there's two more accounts that we were out. Uh, then we had a guy with two Town Hall 14 accounts who, well, got one of them hacked and then got the other one banned for a month when he tried to recover it because supercell is uh, a little well they're trying to protect people from getting their accounts stolen and in the process of that protection part of their thing is that they will ban accounts for 31 days that don't answer all of the questions correctly so there's two more town hall 14s that we were missing and then we've had a couple guys that you know it's a busy time of year, right? Uh, college and schools just started back up a little while ago. Uh, things are getting a little bit more, a little bit more busy for some of those students. So some of those guys, we knew where they were going to be out and just several other things going on. A couple folks that uh, that have left the clan or have just gone inactive. So it became a struggle at the end to get to that 30 Town Hall 14s. Uh, we ended up being able to get 26 14s And then had to make up the difference with a few of our Town Hall 13s that would normally be in Eden's Edge. Uh, So we've been running these 50v50s in Gideon's Keep. We kept all the 14s, sent most of the Town Hall 13s and everybody below back over to Eden's Edge where they're running a 30v30 in Crystal 2. And uh, it's going to be another another tough month for the guys in Eden's Edge probably because there's no Town Hall 14 top cover. And then we stole some of the 13s to bring them over to Gideon's Keep to round out the rest of the roster there. But so far they've been doing well. Uh, we've got <laughs> to make sure we're staying on top of who is opted in, opted out. Um, trying to run 60 60 folks in the family right now um, during this busy time of the month is, is a little bit difficult, but we've got it going. So hopefully uh, Eden's Edge will be able to stay on top of things. And uh, I guess the plan is to try to stay in Crystal 2 Uh, If they demote one more time, it's not really that big of a deal. Uh, We'll get them back up next month once we're able to give them back their 13s and maybe provide a couple 14s for top cover. Uh, And then once we have everybody else back into the clan, we will continue our quest in the Knights of Zion to push up to Champions 1. Uh, But for the time being, our focus has been on leveling up this new clan. Uh, We're going to hopefully this will be... Well, hopefully it'll be our league clan uh for anybody that would from our our clan family that would like to participate in some more uh organized league stuff uh, that, that that's one of the goals that, that, that big d has for the family and i, I certainly appreciate that like i've said I, I don't know that i'm cut out to be in uh in the organized league stuff uh, i like my, my casual status where i'm at i enjoy cwl uh, mostly uh, sometimes I hate it <laughs> but that's mostly the prep trying to get people where they're supposed to be when they're supposed to be there uh, when we're moving around between just two clans let alone three and four clans uh, can be an issue and I know that there's I know there's clan families out there that have way more clans and way more people so I, I, I appreciate the work that you guys do to get all of your clans set up properly because it, it certainly can be a struggle uh, getting everybody there. Uh, yeah, I, I know that it's been tough just with R two. So let's uh, let's talk about this issue that we have and how you can protect yourself from, from these things happening. I've reached out to uh, Clash of Clans, Supercell, and to Darian, um, and I'm, I'm hoping maybe I'll get some some response back from them on on some tips. But right now, all I have to go off of is uh, there's a Frequently Asked Questions article that if you go through the support page in-game, you can find a link to it there. If you go to the Clash of Clans blog, it gets linked on there also. Uh, so this is, this is all that I have to go off of right now. Uh, I have some more specific questions that I'm hoping to be able to get answered, but I, I want to provide this. One, because I've seen it happening to more and more people that I know, and I know that it, that this sort of thing happens all the time. Every time, time Darien or Clash of Clans or Supercell tweets anything or post anything on reddit uh, most of the comments underneath are about help me get my account unbanned. and i think the the knee-jerk reaction that a lot of folks have to that is well um maybe you shouldn't have done something stupid and, and got your account banned in the first place now i'm, I'm not going to pretend to be so naive to think that nobody has done anything wrong Uh, and that everybody's accounts are completely fair play and on the up-and-up. I know that there's, there's people who have purchased accounts. That is against Supercell Terms of Service. I know that there's people who, hey, my cousin quit playing and they gave me their account. Well, technically that's against Supercell Terms of Service. So if that account gets hacked, when they go to do the recovery process, it can be a little bit difficult on you if you weren't the person who actually created the account. Um, One of the things that they ask for, uh, and one of the things that will help you get your account unblocked or unhacked, get it recovered the fastest, is if you have the receipt for the first purchase, the first purchase that was made on the account. Uh, the reason they asked about the first purchase is that, okay, let's say somebody, there's we know that we've all seen these ads for these sites that sell Clash of Clans accounts. I, I think it is hilarious when it was a Supercell video, I think it was a Supercell video, maybe it was a content creator now that I think about it, but it was it was a video about Clash of Clans, right? And the ad that showed up on YouTube before this video started was for one of these services for selling in buying accounts and it's just like you know i know that the content creators i know that the people who are actually uploading these things to youtube have no control over which ads get shown uh, but it, it was just funny to me that here's a, a person whether they whether it was supercell directly or somebody who was sponsored by supercell and has always espoused uh fair play um their 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 video has an ad for people who are are breaking terms of service, and it just I don't know I found it ironic. Uh, anyway, if you aren't the person that created the account, then you might not have access to that very first uh, receipt they They ask for that because I could farm up an account, right? I could I could generate new accounts, buy a gold pass so that I can do it quickly and then turn around and sell these accounts and Now I maintain control of that first receipt, right? And I also maintain control of the email address that the Supercell ID is tied to. So one of the ways that these people that are selling accounts to folks can scam you is you'll buy the account from them, right? And they'll give you control of the account for a while. Uh, you'll you'll do your thing. Maybe you're farming up the account um, and continuing to progress it. Maybe they sold you a Town Hall 13 and you've got it now up to midway through Town Hall 14 and you're doing your thing, right? Well, they decide they start watching the accounts. They keep track of which accounts they have and they say, hey, look, this guy's got this account up to where now it is more valuable to us. So they are the guys who still have access to the email address that's on the Supercell ID. You cannot go into your Supercell ID and change the email address yourself. You have to contact Supercell support to do that. And then they start asking questions about why you want to do that. And then they will send, you know, a validation to the email address. Well, if the person that has access to that email address sees that you have sent a validation to change the email, They might reject it. They might not respond to it. Well, now they decide that they want to have access to that account again. You have the details for logging into it. Well, guys, we got a bunch of traffic up here today. Uh, They start playing on it again. You go to report it to Supercell, but because they're the ones that still have that original email address and they have that original uh receipt because maybe they bought a gold pass or maybe they bought that dollar 99 pack just so that they could hold on to that receipt you don't have proof that you're the original owner of it and now it goes back to that person which okay you broke terms terms of service buying that account okay no big deal but here is where the big issue arises whichever account that if, if you tried to contact them in game to get that account unlocked or get it you know, get it recovered. If you try to contact them in game, whichever account you're logged into is now gonna be flagged as suspicious because you're trying to recover an account that is not showing up as yours because you can't answer all of the questions about when was it created, what clans were you in, uh, what device were you using when you created it, what devices have you logged into that account from, what are the locations that you've logged into it from, If you don't have all of that information well now your account that you're logged into talking to customer service about gets flagged as being suspicious and the first time that happens you will receive a 31 day ban for account phishing so we had a guy that was in the clan I am NOT saying that this guy um, broke any terms of service I have no evidence to support that um, but regardless he's in the clan he has two town hall 14s all of a sudden uh his his mini town hall 14 starts posting some things in clan chat that really doesn't sound like him um and it immediately kind of set off flags I'm like that you know that just doesn't sound like the way that this guy typically talks or, or chats types whatever so I, I hit him up on discord it's like hey um is this you what's going on and he immediately freaks out and is like nope that's not me Um, I'm not the one playing on that account. So I immediately go in and I I kick the the account out of the clan. Um, Unfortunately, we were in the middle of a war and that account was in the war. So now there's a Town Hall 14 that's not going to be able to attack because I think it was still prep day even. Uh, So now we know that there's an account that's not going to be able to attack. I immediately tell the guy, hey, if you're going to contact support, do not do it from your main account. If, you, if those are the only two accounts you have, and I'm pretty sure I know he has more than, than two accounts, create a new account and then contact support from that. Because I see way too many people on, on Twitter and on Reddit and various other places that talk about getting accounts banned for phishing when they're trying to recover a hacked account. Uh, we actually had one of our co-leaders in Eden's Edge that happened to him several months back where he lost a town hall. It was a rushed town hall 13, I think. Um, maybe it was a 12. I, I don't remember. And he contacted support from his main account and got his main account banned for 31 days for account phishing. So I'm like, hey, make sure you create a new account or or are at least logged into account that it won't matter if it gets banned for 31 days. Well, as soon as the guy saw that his account was hacked, he freaked out and Stopped paying attention to what was I posted this in both clan chat and in Discord, tagged him a couple times. He didn't pay attention to any of that. Next thing I know, I get a uh, see a message on Discord saying, "Well, great, now my main account's been banned for 31 days." I'm like, bro, did you did you not see the stuff that I put in clan chat and the things that I that I pinged you on in Discord? uh and then he's like nope sorry didn't see that now you know what am i going to do i guess i'm screwed out of two accounts for a month um he, he says that his the account that was hacked was one that had been hacked previously due to his emails and getting it hacked or whatever and he's, he's pretty sure that the same hacker uh, is the one that that now got access to it again well that that's what puts us down to accounts because um he contacted support through his main account. So what can you do if you see these things happen? Well, one, um, make sure that you're you are completely fair play that you're not breaking any terms of service. uh, Because once they start digging into accounts and start asking questions, uh, even if it's things that were not a a primary offense that's going to get you banned for doing whatever so your cousin gave you an account they're not going to notice that um, but once they start digging into things like that to uh, to restore access those things are going to show up um, Darian in previous things has said that he can count on one hand the number of uh of false positives that they have had for well i guess it was an account that got banned this one was an account that got banned for um location hopping so it it showed up in one place and then 30 seconds later it was 200 miles away which then says it must be something that's account sharing Uh, he said he can count on one hand the number of times that there was a false positive you know all all respect to darian it I, i work in in the it realm i work in the cybersecurity realm I know sometimes that uh, there are many more false positives to uh, triggers than than we actually are aware of, and uh, that, that's that's just one of the risks that we have to take in the IT community when you're talking about access management to things, is that there are going to be some false positives uh, to restrictions to to locking things out, um, and it's you know it's one of the you know you have to, to accept some of that risk. That what's more important. Is, is it more important to let somebody continue to access something even though it looks like it might be suspicious and accept the risk of letting uh letting hackers get into those accounts more frequently or do you risk locking out actual a couple actual good folks for the added security of keeping some of the hackers out it's it's a balancing act i i get it i i understand it um and i know that with a, I'm not going to call it a network, but with a, with with an account and user base as massive as what Clash of Clans is, there are definitely going to be some false positives of those things. There's always going to be some stuff. There's always going to be people who are, are doing nefarious things. And, uh, yeah, it's just an unfortunate business in, in the cyber world that there's going to be things like that that happen. Uh, which, okay, this is actually some somewhat good timing. Um, October is actually uh, Cybersecurity Awareness Month. So I've mentioned it a few times on the podcast that I do work in the cybersecurity uh, realm. Uh, And one of the things that we're constantly harping on people about is most times when things get hacked or most times when uh, there's some sort of intrusion, most of the time it comes down to user error or social engineering. So somebody talking to you, uh, and, and making you give them the information that they need to get access to your stuff. Uh, that is, most of the time something happens like that, it is actually the fault of the user because they were not diligent in paying attention to what was going on. Uh, we all, you know, here, don't fall for the scams. You know, all of the spam emails from the prince in Nigeria uh, to the people that are calling you saying that your Social Security Uh, social security number has been suspended um to the oh man there's all kinds of scams that go out there whether it's email text message uh, the phone calls actually knocking on doors the the people posing as being from security companies um that knock on doors and and are actually just casing neighborhoods to see about houses that they can hit Um, there's all sorts of things that we can be more aware of when it comes to security and October is the month that the cybersecurity professionals have set aside to be Cybersecurity Awareness Month. So we can tie this together, both my, my professional life <laughs> and my Clash of Clans life. What can you do to protect yourself? Well, make sure that you tie your Clash of Clans account to a Supercell ID. Um, make sure that you maintain access to the email for that Supercell ID. And don't reuse passwords why do we say don't reuse passwords here is here's what happens here's um here's an example let's say you have um you have an account for some on re- online retailer for a uh i don't know let's pick something that you like maybe maybe you are a guy who likes sneakers and you have found a a website that gives great deals on awesome sneakers And you set up an account on there so that you can order uh, whatever the the hottest new pair of sneakers are at a discount price and you use your normal username and password that you use for everything else because hey who wants to have to remember 10 million passwords right you you use the same one over and over and over again right you use the same email address and the same username the username that you use for that uh, that sneaker website is the same username that you use for your email address well here's what happens that that website doesn't have very good security and it gets hacked right well your bank your bank has a lot better security it's a lot harder I I almost guarantee you it's a lot harder to actually hack into the bank and steal somebody's uh, login credentials but if you use a a popular bank and have the same username and password to log into your bank as what you had on that sneaker website. Well, the hackers on that sneaker website uh, take the the list of, of login credentials for however many they were able to uh, exfiltrate from the network. And they'll sell those things on the dark web as, uh, hey, here's a, here's a list of login credentials. Somebody will buy that up and then they take those login credentials from that sneaker website and they try to use them against um, a ton of popular other popular websites because they know that people like to repeat usernames and passwords so they'll try that uh, the the login credentials against well google because everybody reuses their their gmail account right they use their gmail account for uh, access to all kinds of things they'll use uh, those login credentials to say try to log into what are some popular banks like Bank of America or, or whatever? And if the, you have used the same username and password, well, now they're in, right? They didn't they didn't have to hack the bank. They hacked you because you decided to reuse the same username and password. Uh, and the same thing here can be true if somebody gets a hold of, uh, you know, your Clash of Clans, the email address that's tied to your Clash of Clans account. And uh, yeah, they they can they can then log into that email and have uh, the validation code sent from in-game to that email address and say, yep, that's me. So try to be careful when you're out there. Try not to to fall for any of the scams. Try to not reuse passwords. And if uh, if the website or the vendor or whatever it is that you're logging into, if they have the ability to do two-factor authentication or 2FA. Enable it. All right. Um, what that does is it's, it's not 100% foolproof. Things can still be hacked. But what that does is um, it provides an, an out-of-band means to validate that you are who you say you are. So most of the places right now, a lot of places, are uh, taking your cell phone number and sending you a text message. Uh, I know that there's people who hate that. Oh man, I can't believe that I have to have my cell phone on me to be able to log into, you know, whatever. I've got to send in my username, my password, and then it's going to text me, text me a, a, a code so that I can log in using that code. Well, uh, th- that actually helps quite a bit because while those login credentials, the username and password, may have been may have been hacked, may have been discovered another way. Um, The hacker doesn't have access, probably doesn't have access to your cell phone or your cell phone number. So if they try to log into other things using that same username and password and don't have that cell phone number, uh, to get that PIN that they they get sent to you, they can't get logged in. There's multiple other services that provide that. I know that uh, Google has an authenticator app. Uh, Microsoft has one with Azure. Um, There's a ton of apps that can be used to do the same thing, where uh, they will constantly be generating a one-time password um, that that changes every 15 seconds to minute, whatever the the timer is on those. And those are just ways that you can help protect yourself from your accounts getting hacked. So I I encourage you uh, to enable those things on any accounts, that are offering it. It's just one extra layer of protection to keep you safe. And uh, again, that's not just Clash of Clans, guys. That that's everything. Don't don't reuse those passwords uh, if you can at all prevent that from happening, so that you don't end up getting your bank hacked, your email hacked, uh, or, or or whatever. If you're using those same things with oh all of these smart devices that we have in our homes guys they they can even get access to to look into your house there have been many many stories in the cybersecurity realm of people having oh their smart tvs or their smart thermostats or or whatever uh on the network not secured and then uh people accessing cameras or or whatever is going on there's some crazy things that can be done out there in the digital world they can have impacts on you in real life, so uh, take a moment and and go through some uh, you know some security checks on your accounts and make sure that those things don't happen to you. Uh, in the Clash of Clans world, yeah, it sucks for us that we have a guy that, that now has two of uh, two accounts that are missing from us in Cwl. Hopefully, that's you know the extent of it. That, that uh, after a month, we'll be able to get him back online and back into the clan. Uh, And he'll be back to to clashing with us. But again, I have seen way more instances of this happening recently. Uh, So I just felt like it was something that that needed to be addressed. Uh, Make sure you're you're protecting those things. What are some of the things that uh, Supercell is going to ask you about? Well, uh, I've never actually had to go through this process myself. But I have, from talking to some of the guys who have, from reading uh, on Reddit... From looking through some of the archives that were you know on the the old supercell forums uh, and even paying attention to some things that get said on twitter again one of the things that they will ask about is do you have the receipt for the first purchase that was made on the account Uh, that's one of the the you know one of the quickest ways to get access back to your account is to provide that Uh, other things that they will want to know is when was the account created where was the account created because, you know, like it or not, they do have some, um, they do at least have some general location information just based off of IP where it was made. Uh, So if you created the account using a VPN, um, you might think that you can, you can say that this is where I was, but Supercell has said that they can typically tell when an account is being accessed through a VPN. They might not be able to look through and see where the, the, uh, the actual account originated, but they can tell when a VPN is being used. So yes, you're getting some protection from your location um, because of uh, logging in through the VPN, but they still at least do know that a VPN is being used. And that's good because if, uh, if you think that, okay, let's say that you're logging in through a VPN, and accessing the account and it's showing you as, uh, I don't know, connecting from Asia. And then uh, you pick up your other device, forget that device isn't connected through the VPN. So now this one is connected through from North America and you log into that same account. If Supercell wasn't able to determine that you were probably using a VPN, that account would show up as account sharing because it had logged in from Asia and then just a few moments later logged in from North America if they, didn't, if they weren't able to see that it was a VPN being used, they would assume that it's account sharing and that account would be banned. So it's a good thing that they can see that a VPN is being used, um, but again, they, they, they can't look through the VPN to see where uh, you were actually at. So don't get too frustrated about them being able to tell uh, that you're using the VPN. Uh, but yeah, so they wanna know where your account was created, the time that it was created, and they also wanna know about the devices that you have used to access it. Well, here's, here's another thing that can come back to bite you. Um, in July of 2000, ooh, 2019 or 2020 now, I don't remember, but Supercell made an update to their terms of service. Supercell has never, um, they've never officially supported the use of emulators But they did recently, within the past year or two, finally add something to their Terms of Service that actually says you are not allowed to use emulators. So if you have logged on from an emulator, uh, but you don't... So lots of folks have probably used BlueStacks for things. Um, BlueStacks has all types of different versions of cell phones that it can say that that it is. And if you don't know what those types of devices are, so say Bluestacks has decided it's emulating a, a Galaxy S9, you don't know that. All you know is, hey, I'm using Bluestacks. Well, it's going to show up to them as, well, they can tell that you used an emulator. There's ways for them to tell that you're using an emulator, not a real a real device. Uh, but if they need to know what the type of device was and your, your Bluestacks thing was telling them, galaxy s9 and you don't know that well that could come back to bite you uh and then if you say oh well i I log in via an emulator well guess what now you've just admitted to breaking supercell's terms of service and whether or not that is a little overzealous on their part i i'm not here to debate that um yeah i I think that they have been a little overzealous on some of their uh some of their banning of, of account phishing attempts But at the same time as a cybersecurity expert, I get it, right? They need to have some punishments in place for people who do bad things. And unfortunately, even sometimes folks who didn't really do bad things, but just look like maybe they did So uh, if you've used emulators in the past and you're trying to now recover an account and you have to admit that you use an emulator, there's just a little bit more ammo for them to, to ban you. It might be just a temporary thing, but... Again, just some more ammo form to to use against you. Um, And again, if you see this happen to your account or to a clanmate's account, um, that's, like, again, there were two of us that were on in clan chat that noticed this guy chatting a little bit weird. Make sure you tell your clanmate to create a new account first before they contact customer customer support. Um, Because if... If the account that they contact through customer support gets banned and it was their other, you know, big account, you, you could be out of luck. So again, that, that, that is my that's my recommendation. If you see one of your accounts that is that looks like it's been hacked, create a new account and then contact support. Better yet, you can contact support outside of the game. If you go to Supercell website um, to the Clash of Clans part of their website, there is a contact us form in there. You can contact them through the website, also. Now, sometimes they will direct you to contact them. Wow. Sometimes they'll, con- they'll ask you to contact them in game. They'll start chatting with you through the website and say, "Please contact us through in game." Um, and just tell them, "Okay, well, I'm going to create a new account because, you know, I don't, I don't want anything, any of my real accounts to get, to get hacked. So, uh, let me go ahead and make sure that uh, that I've got this new account." Some other things that you're going to need to have is, like, your player ID. Because they're going to want to know the player ID for the, uh, the account that was hacked. Um, and that can be difficult to find if your accounts aren't all on your friends list, right? Because if somebody hacks the account and then leaves the clan and... You don't have them on your friends list. How do you find that account if you don't also have the player ID? So make sure that you've got a list of your player IDs so that if uh, if things happen where you need to try to recover, you can you can easily tell Supercell which account uh, it is that, that, that got hacked. So I've got again, I've got a I have a list of my player IDs. I actually have a really low couple really low level accounts that uh, my well, my purpose for those is just to kind of play on and have some fun. But my secondary purpose is that if should anything ever happen to any of my main accounts, I can log into those little accounts and then start contacting uh, support through them. Free to play players. You guys are the ones that are at the most at risk. Because one of the primary things that they ask about is the first receipt or the receipt for the first purchase that you made on the account. Well, if you've never made a purchase on the account, there's no you know, there's no financial record to tie that account back to a person. So that can be difficult, right? There's people who want to have free-to-play accounts and, and kind of take some pride in that. And I applaud you that you've never, you know, never spent never spent a dime on the game that is that is a phenomenal thing to try to do but just know that if anything happens to where your account gets hacked it could be a little bit more difficult for you to recover that account so make sure you have all of that information uh, written down somewhere and stored away just in case something happens Uh, so you know approximate date of when it was created where you created it what device you created it on what devices you have logged into it with and, you know, your locations. If you have all that stuff, then you should be able to get the accounts recovered. Now, it's not always going to be a very quick thing. It could take a little bit of time for them to get that uh, get that account returned to you. The other thing that I'm seeing on, uh, on Twitter quite a bit is where they are targeting clans. There was recently a Champions 1 CWL clan where they were they had a mini account that was sitting as the leader of the clan that mini account got hacked and then they went in and booted everybody out of that clan well (laughs) if that's my clan that's being used for cwl for world qualifiers for whatever again this was a champion one clan that had the mini account for their leader hacked and now nobody has access to that clan uh, that can really, really mess you up. Uh, I have seen where instances of that have been reversed, uh, where Supercell was able to get the clans back to the, the rightful owners. But you know, again, it, there's a, a long process that you have to go through for that. I don't have all of the details uh, about how to recover a clan, but it does have to do with you know a lot of the similar things about making sure that you can show some... Uh, evidence that you actually worship you know were the one that had leadership in the clans or co-leadership and that uh the account that took the account that took over leadership was was uh, hacked in some way and uh, there have been several instances of where accounts have been returned to the rightful owners but again it's not it's not a quick process and it's it if they do it right before cwl is supposed to start and boot everybody out of the clan well then now you may not have been able to spin cwl in that clan and it can come back to bite you uh, and that's what i just you know last week watching some things and, and reading through some twitter replies uh through some of the things that darian and, and clash of clans had tweeted there were several several clans that seemed to have that happen to them so if you uh if you're using a mini account to hold the leadership position make sure that you're protecting that mini account uh, i would i would suggest not using a free-to-play account as the leader placeholder uh, use a mini account that you have perhaps purchased one small little pack on uh, so that if that mini account gets hacked and they try to take over your clan you have that receipt so that you can quickly regain control of the leader account uh what usually happens though is they'll gain control of that leader account they'll kick everybody else out bring in a couple other people and then hand over leadership to the other accounts so that even when you do recover access to that mini leader account it takes a while for supercell to give them back uh the clan so again protect your accounts protect your clans and and you know make sure that we're having some fun out there because there's always going to be bad guys there's always going to be bad stuff happening uh, if you'd like more more information on some things that you can do to protect yourself in the cyber realm, uh, let me know. I've got a ton of, of resources about cybersecurity for both uh, you know business and for homes. Some things that you can do to protect yourself from uh, having your online accounts hacked. It's a uh, it's 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 a growing industry. Um, there are a lot. of... A lot, it becomes easier and easier to be a uh, a bad guy on the internet. Uh, it becomes easier and easier to become a hacker. And it, 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 if you do things that make it easy for them to get in, they're going to take advantage of it. So uh, hopefully hopefully we can all try to protect everything that we have and make sure that the bad guys aren't getting in there. All right, so that's enough about that. Um, let's move on to some other things. What's happening in-game? Well, again, CWL. Where do you guys think that Gideon's Keep ended up. I told you that we had 26 Town Hall 14s. We brought over uh, four or five Town Hall 13s to sit at the bottom so that we can, you know, rotate a couple of the guys in and out at the bottom. Where do you think we ended up? Uh, I know that I think Nob said that he he guessed Master 3. Well, we ended up in, in Master League 1. Uh, having 26 Town Hall 14s apparently does put you in Master League 1. Uh, for the very first cwl that we've done in gideon's keep so our goal is to finish at the highest rank that we can without promoting we do not want to promote gideon's keep Uh, we want to keep gideon's keep down in master league so that we can continue running 30 v 30 cwls until we reach plan level 10 and then perhaps we will push Gideon's Keep up into Champion League also. Uh, So I'm not sure how how long we're going to be running CWL with all the four teams over in Gideon's Keep. Once we have the full team back together for Knights of Zion, uh, we will probably pick a month to to definitely uh, continue our our quest to push that clan up to Champion 1. But at the same time, we're going to balance that effort with uh, trying to level up Gideon's Keep to to level 10 as quickly as possible. Uh, And, you know, part of... (laughs) The inspiration behind this, uh, I did see that Phoenix Reloaded had just recently done a bunch of 50-50 wars to get promoted up to level 10. And uh, that's part of the inspiration for the way that we're doing the, the things uh, with Gideon's Keep is from that. So congratulations to those guys. And uh, hopefully we will be able to get this clan leveled up uh, just as quickly as y'all did. Um, with that in mind, what are the guesses, guys? What do we? How long do we think it's going to take? to level a clan up from zero to level 10 um, when we have the ability to run 50 v 50 wars. I did just recently see somebody in the Cloud Gaming Discord server asking them how long we thought it was going to take them to go from level six to level 10 when they're running 15 v 15. Um, I've, I've been involved in, in leveling several clans up through the year up to level 10 uh, and we've we've never done it before, running all 50v50 wars, so uh, things are progressing much, much more quickly when you're able to have that many players uh, that are that are competing in the clan. Um, so how long do we think it's going to take to get Gideon's Keep to 10? Uh, give me some guesses in the Discord server, and I would love to try to answer those. What other things do we have going on? Uh, it's, it's been a little more than a week now since, well, it's been a week, right? Because it happened on Monday. So uh, it's been a week and one day since the update hit. Um, I am uh, I have all of, how do I want to say this? Two of my expos are completely done uh, because I had books and things that were I was able to completely finish off the two, two of the expos. Two more are underway. And I have three mortars that are, are working also. I have just one more mortar that hasn't been started yet. And I have one builder that's available. And I have dropped from Legend League. It took me two days. So when the, when the season reset, I... <laughs> my, my goal when the season reset was to get out of Legend League. I knew that it was coming. Supercell had said they were going to do a manual reset, but didn't give us any warning. So it reset uh, when the month rolled over. So as soon as the new new gold pass started, that is when they reset the Legend League season. So that was kind of bad timing because I want to crank out some of those season challenges as quickly as possible. And some of those were for winning attacks. Well, the only way to drop out of Legend League quickly is to not attack. (laughs) Because, y'all, it took me two days to get out of Legend League and that was still rather quickly. We still have a couple guys who are trying to do the same thing and they are still in Legendly because they're they're still doing a few attacks. One of the you know the first first couple days of the month is weird. You either get hit by the pushers who are really good and you take a bunch of bunch of terrible defenses or you get hit by the the super casual guys who you know, struggle to one star because they they finish legend league. At, you know, oh maybe around the forty nine hundred trophy mark. Um, and that's that's what happened, right? I think the first day I only got attacked five times, and they they were all like one stars. Well, I was trying to complete some of the challenges, so those challenges included winning attacks. So I was getting to one star and then stopping the attack, right so that I could I was trying to get as few trophies as possible. And despite me one starring every single one of my attacks, I still finished above 5,000 trophies at the end of day one. Um, but because because I had no warning that the season was about to reset, I still had my defensive base out and I still had a CC in there. So once I knew that the season had reset, I went in and changed my defensive base to a progress base and deleted my cc so that on day two i had a progress base out i had already completed those challenges for uh winning attacks so that i got all the points that i needed from the season challenges and now i just sat back and waited i didn't attack until i had been attacked and then i tried to make sure that i got down below 4900 trophies and then only did the attacks that would keep me below 4900 trophies so Two days to drop out of Legend League, and then I just started. Um, I just started hero sniping. Right, I was just dropping uh, as quickly as I could. I went from Legend League down to Gold One um, because I want to farm up my walls. I want to do it as quickly as I possibly can, and that's why I have that one builder available. I think for farming up buildings that have build time. Legend League has been great to me right because it spreads out the build times it spreads out when your builders are available and by the time I have a builder available the legend League loot has filled up all my storages before I have a chance to even spend it but when I want to focus on getting walls done quickly where there's no build time uh, dropping down a little bit lower and then just doing a bunch of uh, well barch raids or super minions or whatever you can you can actually get loot quicker uh, there. So, I I had seen or seen I had man dynamite's going to give me a hard time about this once he once he listens to this but I had listened to the farming episode of Clash Tips um, that Tip Dog had had done I went and followed uh, the links that he had in there to find the farming guide that was posted by the guys that were his uh, his guests on that episode that farming guide said that for Town Hall thirteen and fourteen the the place where you find the most dead loot, most dead bases, was going to be around the 21 to 2500 trophy range. So crystal, what's what's that? Crystal two, three range. Well, I, I dropped right. I was like, let me drop down. I'm going to drop a little bit lower than that um, because I'm, I was doing a little bit of research for myself, right? And I can I can tell you that there was there was a few dead bases that I was seeing as I was dropping through master. Uh, Because there's some folks that were saying that Master League was the best for the dead loot. I found a lot of it as I was dropping down through Crystal. I think Crystal 2 was about the best spot that I was seeing loot. Once I got down to gold, though, the loot kind of dried up. And I was actually amazed at how many max bases. Max Town Hall 14s that I'm finding down in gold. Uh, And they're, they're not dead bases either because... They are either bases that are set up to where none of the the collectors are outside the walls. But it wouldn't matter because the collectors don't have any loot in them. Um, So these are guys that are Town Hall 14s that are sitting down in Gold League. And they're still active. So yeah, Gold is not a good spot. Uh, I might drop even lower. Once I'm done with my walls, I might drop a little bit lower and try to farm up the Unbreakable achievement. And I think that's what these guys are doing. They probably dropped way down. And then just take a bunch of defenses that they win and that's how they get pushed back up Uh, i know that yesterday i was attacked five times and i won every single one of the attacks most of them were trophy droppers that are just dropping a queen and then then canceling or they're just dropping a couple super gobs on my de collectors that are sitting outside because i'm done with all of my de updates um so they're just dropping a couple super gobs or Sneaky Gobs, and collecting the DE, and then dipping out. So Gold League is definitely not the place to be, uh, but I have barched my way back up into Crystal, and I'm starting to see some good, some good loot there. Uh, when I started this effort a few days ago, I had 22 walls left to finish. I am now sitting at 11 walls. Right, hold on, guys, while I head through the, the security gate here. Thank you, too. So farming down there um, has kind of worked out. I've been able to do what I say. I went from 22 to 11. So 11 walls in about a two-day time span. Uh, Once I get my walls done, then uh, I have a rune of gold that I will pop, and I'll drop my last mortar. I have one last mortar upgrade to start then uh, that'll be the, that'll be it for my base. So I am, well, about two and a half weeks from being fully max. I expect that in the next day or two, I should be able to finish those 11 walls and then uh, drop that mortar, which is going to be about a two week upgrade once I, maybe a little bit less than two weeks, because I'll, I'll probably, I'll have the 15%, um, the 15% builder boost from the season pass. Don't know that I'll quite make it to the 20% boost, but we'll definitely have the, uh, the 15. So yeah, um, about two weeks from, from being fully maxed. Uh, my lab is done, except I have my golems in there right now. So the golems are, I think about 11 days from being done. So then I'll have my, my completely maxed lab. Uh, what did I do after the update? Well, um, like a lot of us, I, I maxed my, my bowlers to try out the new super bowler troop. And like I said last week, I went from being a guy that was taking advantage of the air meta, and then was trying to move over to a smash type attack, and um, I just I, <laughs> I didn't do so well. I completed the twenty uh, the twenty attacks that you had to do with the Super Bowler, but it you know it wasn't pretty. Um, I, I lost. I was sitting at about the 5500 trophy range when that happened and i lost quite a bit of trophies that that, the couple days that it took me to uh complete that challenge so 20 wins and you can only do eight attacks a day so it took me about three days to finish that and i i lost several trophies that day because i wasn't you know i wasn't used to using the, the the bowlers or ground attacks now. What have I done since then? Uh, The last few days that I was in Legend League before dropping down, I continued to use my my Dragon Riders. I continued to to use the the Popcorn Hydra. Uh, So my Dragons and Dragon Riders doing a suey with the King and Queen to take out some value and then sending in some loons, Dragons, Dragon Riders, and the Warden off of another corner Sending in that blimp through the Warden Tome, and then cloning a bunch of balloons uh, over the Town Hall. Uh, And it's still, it is still OP, guys. Um, Just this morning, I had three war attacks to do with my Town Hall 14. Uh, One in CWL, and then I took my Town Hall 14 over to uh, another clan, and spun just a random 5v5 so that I could finish the um, the six war attack challenge for the season pass a little bit sooner uh i did three 14 v 14 attacks today in about a 20 minute time span and tripled all three of them using that popcorn hydra um yes some of them were not completely maxed out town all 14s but that it's really not mattering um yeah the, the the dragon riders got a little bit of a nerf because now they have a half a tile space uh, shorter range, but I'm not seeing that as being a massive nerf. Yes, now um, a an Inferno tower can target the Dragon Rider if the Dragon Rider is, say, locked onto a Wizard tower that is right next to the Inferno tower. The Dragon Rider is going to be used to be where it could be locked onto that Wizard tower, and the Inferno tower couldn't target it. Well, now the Inferno tower can, but it, I I don't think that it's quite, quite as much of a nerf as what everybody was thinking it was going to be. In the previous meta, everybody was building bases to protect against air, right? And even against those bases that were specifically being designed to protect against air, the air meta was just OP. Well, now we're a week from when essentially hybrid got a massive buff and while we haven't seen maybe at the casual level and at the lower levels we haven't seen a lot of change to bases the upper bases are being designed to protect against ground attacks so some of the, like yeti smash attacks and hybrid because there's a lot of players who liked hybrid who are trying to force it i've never been a fan of hybrid and mostly just because i'm not good enough to make it work for me and especially now at town hall 14 trying to You know, path things around and and avoid that poison bomb from the town hall for me has just been an issue. But now that there's bases that are being designed to protect against hybrid, that just opens up the air meta even more. So I I know that we've seen a little bit more diversity in some of the attacks that are being used at the highest level in the competitive play, and I love that. Uh, I love when we see a bunch of different attack types being used. But I, I'm a guy who likes to use what works, right? If it ain't broke, don't fix it. And if my if my Hydra is still working, that's going to be my go-to army. If I can find a base in Cwl that looks like it's going to work with that army, I'm going to use it. Now, I am going to be practicing some some ground strategies also. Uh, so, guys and Knights of Zion, once I get a little bit more free time, uh, I'm going to be asking for some FCs, and we're going to work out some. Potentially some uh, some Yeti smash armies now we have new new version or new level of the Yetis I want to figure out some way that maybe we can make these super bowlers work, but I just I wasn't impressed Um, we all saw like Itsu and judo sloth and whatnot who were all of the content creators who were using the developer build before The update came out and showing that hey these things are actually working. They're doing some things but in my the, the little bit of time that I played with them I didn't think they were quite worth the, the money I had is not the money, the DE that I had to spend to boost them, and then the, the, the troop space that was required of them to get them into the army camp. So maybe we'll figure out a way that we can use them, but I think I'm going to focus more on the Yetis uh, as I, as I come up with something for my grounds, my ground strategy. So. Yeah, I'm gonna continue keep using my Hydra for my air. Uh, I'm gonna work, maybe move over and try something with the Eddies. I don't know what it's going to be, but that's gonna be the the goal for this week is to make sure that I make sure that I'm good on an air attack and good on a ground attack. Uh, I still think that that you know QC Lalo is probably one of the most OP strategies out there, always has been, probably always will be. But you got to have skill and your boy Catfish. Is, is not really that skillful of a player. I, I take advantage of some spam armies. That is what I do. So on a, a bit more personal note, you all the the schedule for clashing and traffic might be changing here uh, for the next few weeks or months. I see there's some policy changes and things that are about to impact my job and... Um, I, it looks like I'm probably going to have to be finding a new job here relatively quickly. So I'm going to be focusing on that for a little while. And it's, you know, it's something that I've wanted to do for a long time. I've been wanting out of this uh, this current job. I've been sitting in the same position since 2003. And it's, it's time to move on. And these, these policy changes and mandates that have been coming down have just kind of highlighted that fact to me. So that's that's going to impact when i get to to record Uh, you all know that i i mostly work from home via telework i drive into the office on tuesdays and while i'm driving in on tuesdays i do my recording well during this this job hunt that that could be that could be impacted so not sure if i'm going to be moving to every other week or how sporadic it will be but just know that i'm going to continue to be out there on discord to talk and chat with folks and i i will as often as I can try to provide more and more content. Uh, I hope that my my perspective as a, a casual clasher who likes to hang out with some a uh, little bit more try-hard folks that uh, you'll know that you continue to uh, to enjoy that. And I will continue providing as much content as I possibly can. Uh, and Before we go, one last little, I don't, I don't know know what we wanna call it, one last little tip. Uh, I got to thinking about, of all things, the Builder Base. Uh, So this last, the current Season Pass has a Clock Tower Potion in it, right? And the Clock Tower Potions you can sell for 10 gems. Well, I got to wondering, what's what's more? Uh, Selling that Clock Tower Potion for 10 gems... Or popping the clock tower potion and getting the gems from the gem mine. So I have a completely maxed out Builder Hall so my gem mine is maxed out. The maxed level gem mine provides 4.8 gems per day. The clock tower potion boosts your everything 10 times for half an hour. So if we take 4.8 and divide that by well let's see we have 48 half hour segments in a day so 4.8 divided by 48 we get 0.01 I'm sorry 0.1 and then we can boost that clock tower for for 30 minutes for 10 times so 10 times 0.1 is one so if you pop a clock tower potion you will get one gem in a half an hour from your gem line. Or you can sell that Clock Tower Potion for 10 gems. So yeah, totally going to be selling as uh, Clock Tower Potions. It's what I've been doing. I think we all kind of assume that. But I, I was curious. I decided to do the math and figured out what it is that it does. And now we know. Max gem mine, uh, 4.8 gems per day. And if you pop that Clock Tower Potion, that means you get one gem in a half an hour. So you can sell it for 10. So there's a, you know... A massive profit right there for you. So go ahead, sell off all those clock tower potions and uh, get some extra gems. Or if you're still, you know, you're still working on your builder b- builder base and want to use those during your, uh, you know, while you're doing upgrades and whatnot, go for it. That's it. That's all I've got about builder base. That's, that's really the only thing that's helpful from it is getting the gems and completing some clan games challenges and season pass challenges. Until next time, guys. I hope that y'all will continue to stay safe and have some fun while you're out there playing and driving. Bye for now.